BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. And the white flag is in the air. Final lap of the Bush Light Clash. It looks like Martin Truex Jr. may take the win here at the Coliseum. Off the corner he comes. He still has a three-car length, four-car length advantage over Austin Dillon, who's being hounded by Kyle Busch. MTJ, Martin Truex Jr. has scored the win in the Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum. Truex dominating this event, the second half of the event and drives to victory lane. Now the pyro going off to our right. Big pile up also off to our right down in turns one and two. Truex scores the win in the Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you as we continue our team previews for the 2024 season, as well as getting ready for the Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum coming up on Sunday. This week, we're going to focus on the Ford teams. We're going to highlight what's to come for Team Penske, Stuart Haas Racing, Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing, along with all of the other Ford teams in the NASCAR Cup Series. With that being said, Chase Briscoe will start stop by. He, of course, one of four drivers for Stuart Haas Racing. We'll catch up with Chase. Plus, we'll get thoughts of the drivers on what should be the future of the Bush Light Clash and a lot more. But first, Kyle Ricky is here with a check of the latest headlines in NASCAR. Kyle? Mike, this week, Netflix released its new series, NASCAR Full Speed, which provides a synopsis on the current Cup Series championship format and the cutthroat sequence of everything that transpired over the final 10 weeks of last season. The series is broken up into five episodes that Netflix users can watch and stream at any time. NASCAR makes its return to the LA Coliseum this week, and one driver who will make his debut on the stadium short track is Josh Williams. Calling Racing announced that Williams will run in select races this season, including this weekend's exhibition. The driver is set to compete full-time in the NASCAR Xfinity Series with Colleague and has made three Cup Series starts in his career. In addition to the Clash, Williams will also compete in the 16 car at the Atlanta Motor Speedway, with additional Cup starts being announced at a later date. And the Grand Marshal for this year's Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum will pack a punch as super middleweight undisputed champion of the world, Canelo Alvarez, will wave the green flag to start Sunday night's event. Mike... Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, we'll preview the 2024 season for the back-to-back NASCAR Cup Series champions, Team Penske. The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. 
Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn? Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws? If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. 2023 was a banner year for Roger Penske and all involved at Team Penske. During Memorial Day weekend, Roger celebrated both an Indianapolis 500 win and a win in the Coca-Cola 600. That weekend would prove to be a harbinger for the good things to come for the team, and in particular, Ryan Blaney, who would go on to win the NASCAR Cup Series championship for the second straight year for Team Penske. Oh, and by the way, Roger just won the Rolex 24 at Daytona this past weekend. Back to Cup Matters. Could they make it three in a row? Our Susie Armstrong helps us preview the 2024 season ahead for Team Penske. Over the last two years, the one NASCAR Cup Series organization that has consistently executed when it mattered most has been Team Penske. Your 2023 NASCAR Cup Series champion is Ryan Blaney. Team Penske has claimed the last two NASCAR Cup Series championships. In 2022, Joey Logano took home the title, and last season, Ryan Blaney did the same. Going into 2024, the expectations are sky high for the 12 team to repeat, but Blaney doesn't feel the pressure like others might expect. I feel like, honestly, for us, and my group and me personally, I, I feel like it's just it's been a positive for us because it's a it's a confidence booster. You know, it's like, hey, we know how to get here. We've done it. How can we replicate it? And how can we continue to better ourselves? Right. You, you have to continue to get better and better and, and find flaws that you need to work on. And we did that, you know, after 2022. And we did the same thing this year. OK, what did what did we do poorly? What do we need to continue to work on and, and things like that? And what did we want to fix in 23 that we did continue to, to do that well? So you're always constantly working on yourself and your team and your group so i think it's just a you know you can hold your head high and uh, it's a confidence boost i don't think it's really much pressure as far as that side goes when we get back to the playoffs there's going to be pressure to win the championship like it always is but for our group i think it's just a really big momentum and confidence in our whole organization blaney got hot at the right time during the postseason which is what led him to claiming the championship a teammate who knows what that is like is joey logano who's been there every step of the way for the reigning champion it's been pretty fun to watch that you know because when he got there it was just brad and i you know and, and we were racing cup and he was running xfinity and then he'd run a couple you know cup races here and there and then he had the 21 car and you know he got that win in pocono and you know he was a little quiet and reserve and you know all of a sudden he starts running a little better he gets a little more confidence and he starts being more insertive into the meetings and actually becoming somebody that can help us right because at first you know any rookie that comes in it's it's He's all he's on take mode, right? He's taking all the information. He's not really giving anything back because there's not enough experience to really guide the team anywhere. And then to see that kind of grow to where he's become a great leader of our team, um, to where together, you know, we're able to do that. Pretty neat to see that progression of how he does that. And you know, we always knew he had the speed, right? He he was fast from day one. Like there's there's no doubt the speed knob was there for him. It was putting the whole race together that was challenging for him and obviously he knows how to do that now that's why he's a champion. Logano had an up and down season. An early exit out of the NASCAR playoffs has the 33-year-old fired up for what's in store in 2024. Not many things in a professional career that hurts more than not having a chance and we took ourselves out 
of the playoffs and you got to race the last what was it six seven races with no chance to win the championship anymore it's gone so every week the beating continues right you show up again oh, you know here i go again and you know i gotta race and and do all, and yeah you're still racing for a win and there's still a lot to race for don't get me wrong and you're still trying to move up through the ranks but the ultimate goal when I come here to media day and talk about what the goal is for the season. It's nothing but win the championship. And however we get there, I don't really care as long as we win the trophy at the end of the day. And when that gets taken away, that's, that's your goal. It's gone. And you lost. You got beat. There's no way around it. So yeah, does it fire you up? Absolutely. And then you go to the banquet. Where when you think the beatings are over, then you go to the banquet and get kicked in the nads one more time. <laughs> and then you're like, all right, I'm ready to get back at it. So that's where I'm at now. The two-time champion will look to bounce back this season, just like his teammate, Austin Sendrick, who had a bit of a sophomore slump. After starting his rookie campaign in iconic fashion by winning the Daytona 500, Cindric and company struggled to find speed in his second full-time season of Cup Series racing. With 10 races left in 2023, the organization decided to make a change. Harrison Burton, who drives for Wood Brothers Racing under the Penske umbrella, swapped crew chiefs with Cindric, a change that has carried over into 2024. Atop the pit box, Brian Wilson will continue to call the shots for the two-team, as there is optimism that the pairing will find success sooner rather than later. It's like riding a bike, honestly. I mean, we, we spent so much time together in the Xfinity Series and even even in trucks and ARCA. Um, so, so Brian and I obviously have that communication, and you know, some of the members on our team are some of the same guys that we worked with in the past. So um, kind of just reestablishing... You know, okay, these are the things that made us successful before. How do we apply this into the Cup Series and, and, and you know, some of his leadership qualities versus, you know, some of how, how I guess my leadership qualities line up, I, I think, are really complement each other. So that part's all been great. It's been it's been fun to, to kind of start that back up. And, uh, yeah, looking forward. I'm uh, not making any promises, you know, early early in the year, but I, I, think, uh, I think we have a lot of the pieces to be able to be strong together for sure. Wilson and Cindric are no strangers to working with each other as the tandem took home the 2020 NASCAR Xfinity Series Championship. The crew chief swap wasn't one-sided. Jeremy Bullens will return to Wood Brothers Racing as he'll have the task of guiding Harrison Burton during his third full-time Cup Series season, a task that comes with a lot of pressure, as Burton knows he must provide on-track results in 2024. This is the year you have to figure it out. You know, for me, it's it's do or die. So, intensity's high. Pressure is not super high. I, I've just am used to it, I guess, at this point. I don't feel nervous. I don't feel worried, but the intensity level is high and understanding what we have to go do is, is challenging and tough and hard is exciting, but also definitely understanding that you have to do it this year is a little bit, there's some pressure there, but but I think it's uh, it's good. Harrison Burton has yet to win a race during his Cup Series tenure, but is glad he's surrounded by a winning culture at Team Penske. Just exposure to that group is really good. It's a really, obviously, amazing group of people, you know, from the corporate side down to the mechanics and the experience they have. And obviously with the other drivers, Joey Ryan and Austin have been, you know, like my my teammates and getting to know those guys has been good. And we're all trying to help each other. And and there's kind of a positive relationship there is definitely always helpful. It's nice to have friends as not very many friends in the cup series so it's nice to have people that look out for you and so those guys are definitely on that list and uh it's been it's been a good group to be with for sure the pressure is on for team penske 
championships have become the expectation, and considering the organization has won the last two Cup Series titles, most won't be shocked if another member of the Penske camp is victorious at Phoenix in November. Thank you, Susie. Coming up, Chase Briscoe joins the show. From outdoor care to home and auto repair, do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Change was abound at Stuart Haas Racing this offseason as veterans Kevin Harvick and Eric Almarola have departed the team. With their exits, Chase Briscoe has now ascended into the role as the most experienced driver at SHR. Had a chance to catch up with Chase during production days a couple of weeks ago in Charlotte to find out how he's transitioning into the new leadership role. Things are a lot different in 2024 with Stuart Haas Racing. There used to be a lot of personnel over there. Your name has been mentioned as being escalated into that senior role. Do you feel that way, and are you ready for it if it has been? Yeah, I don't know if I'd necessarily feel that way. I don't really feel any different than what I did last year or the year before. It is different from you know just a seniority standpoint, I guess. But I think it's hard to say you know who the leader of the place is or who's taking over you know Kevin's leadership role because I. I don't feel like that's something that necessarily gets appointed to you. I feel like that's something that the guy that runs the best is going to be the guy that becomes that Kevin Harvick. That's the reason Kevin Harvick was the leader of our places. He ran the best week in and week out. So that's where I don't feel like just because I've been there the longest, I'm the, the leader per se. I think we have to go and show why we're the, going to be the leader. Um, but yeah, definitely I would say outside of, you know, feeling like my, my, like when I go to the shop, it doesn't really feel any different, but from a leadership standpoint and things like that, but the whole shop is definitely different. Um, just, we have a lot of different people. Uh, you know, we got new paint on the wall. We got a new logo, like just the, even the way we go about our business is totally different. So from that standpoint, just the restructure of kind of what Stuart Haas has went through in the off season feels different. But as far as like the leadership and personnel side, that all feels the same. So yeah, I'm excited for this year. Um, you know, it's no secret that last year was a huge struggle. Um, but with everything we got going on and with, the new Ford body and things like that. I'm definitely really optimistic going into this year for sure. You mentioned Kevin not being there anymore. Just to put a button and a bow on that. What does he take with him as far as that leadership? What did he bring that will no longer be there because he's not there anymore? Yeah, I felt like the, the biggest thing that, that Kevin takes away is just, you know, the bar of, of where we are. Um, you know, if Kevin Harvick wasn't winning races, you knew 100% that your stuff had to be better. Um, where we've always been able to, I feel like, judge where we're at as a company um, based on where Kevin is running. We're now we're going to have to find out where that bar is now. Um, so that's one of the biggest things. I feel like that with Kevin being gone, you know, before if we were struggling, well, if Kevin was still winning, our stuff's still capable. But if Kevin Harvick wasn't winning, then we definitely had work to do. So that part of it is definitely going to be different. Um, but I think Kevin also just takes away with him being gone now, uh, kind of a voice of, re- uh, a voice of reason to a certain extent. You know, I feel like that was always the one guy that 
when everybody kind of started throwing, you know, just darts at the wall, hoping that one would stick, he could always kind of steer everybody back in the same direction and be like, hey, let's not go down this route. Let's let's look here and just get back to the fundamentals um, just because everybody respects him so much. So somebody's going to have to be that voice. Um, but like I said, that voice kind of comes from running consistently up front week in and week out. So it'll be interesting to kind of see how that all plays out. I've been seeing the social media posts and getting ready for the new season. It hits me like, I don't want to say necessarily that there's a chip on the shoulder of SHR, but you can tell there's an edge to things with this new beginning. Is that is that valid? And what is the vibe now in 24? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that we're all kind of hitting the reset button. Um, and we know that the Stuart Haas of, of old is not going to be what the Stuart Haas of the future looks like as far as, you know, having those veteran guys there and things like that. We, we're very young. Um, truthfully, we're very inexperienced when it comes to the Cup Series. Um, so that's just going to be totally different. You know, its entire DNA at Stuart Haas has always had a Tony Stewart or Kevin Harvick or even Eric Amarola, somebody that's been in the sport for 15-plus years. Um where now we don't have that. You know, I'm the oldest guy at four years. So um, just all of that, I think, looks totally different. But I, I definitely think there's a, a chip on all of our shoulders just knowing what the place can be and what it hasn't been, truthfully, the last two years. Um, and we all want to get back to that. So, yeah, we've definitely changed a lot of things, changed a lot of people. Um, but, yeah, I definitely think that we have the right people there to get it back to what it's been in the past. Um, and like I said, with, with this year, all the new stuff we have coming down the line from a Ford side of things and things like that, the resources are going to be there. It's just a matter of us putting it all together. Josh Berry, Noah Gregson, new to the mix this year. Half the driver lineup is brand new. How do you extend the hand of friendship and, and welcome? And how do you how do you bring them in and make them feel welcome? And, and what do you think this new Ford driver lineup will yield in 24 yeah it's definitely going to be different from from that side of things just what i'm used to with you know eric and kevin and now bringing in josh and Noah. it's going to be you know two new guys you know fortunately i've i've known noah since 2017 we've been racing together not as teammates but we've been racing together we've had a friendship so you know from that side it's been really easy and even josh i don't really know josh a whole lot but so far it's been really really easy so yeah i, I was actually talking to um you know some of the leadership there at Stuart haas and you you know in the past as a company we haven't probably done the best job of working together and helping each other on the racetrack we kind of were each other's worst enemies at times um so that's i think the good thing is now with all these new guys coming in like now is the time to kind of reset what the standard is um so i am looking forward to that and trying to be you know the leader on that side of things of you know hey this is how we're going to do it from now on this maybe wasn't how it was in the past but this is how it needs to be in the future and just trying to to help each other out more than we hurt each other truthfully um um, and that's all going to start, you know, especially at Daytona. So we'll have uh, a couple weeks to try to get in the rhythm of that, and hopefully it'll all go smooth. And, yeah, that's kind of where I'm trying to just try to set the standard, I guess, as the leader of being the longest tenured guy there. If, you know, if I'm not doing a very good job on my end of trying to help them out, then why would they help me out? So I'm just trying to kind of show them the way that way. Um, but it's one thing to talk about. It's another thing to start doing it. So we'll just see how it goes once we start racing. SHR is an organization of racers. It yeah, we were told that in the social media posts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we know that. Obviously, there's a lot of different and a lot of racing backgrounds involved. 
how do you go about meshing them all together so they work for you instead of work against you? Yeah, I think, I mean, for sure, I think when you look at the Cup Series, almost everybody's a group of racers, right? But I will say that at Stuart Haas, we probably have more drivers in our camp and even more just crew guys and, and things like that that still go run grassroots stuff and just race all the time. Um, so from that standpoint, you know, in our DNA, I definitely think that that's good. Uh, if you have a, a real racer at heart, then I think that they're never going to be complacent with what we're doing or where our finishes have been. We're constantly going to be trying to work and, you know, we're going to work the long hours, whatever it takes, and we're not going to stop till we get to the top. So from that standpoint, it is good. Um, but we still have to go prove ourselves, right? Anybody can say they're this or that, but until you go do it, um, nobody's probably going to take you serious. So I feel like we've been able to do it. Um, you know, in the, in the past couple of years, we just haven't been able to do it as consistently as we need to. And that's where um, hopefully we can turn that around this year. Coming up, we'll go inside the rest of Stuart Haas Racing as the team prepares for the season ahead. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy four tires to Noco Racing Fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's not here for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue on this week's NASCAR Live. It's going to be a new look Stuart Haas Racing in 2024. Kevin Harvick and Eric Almarola have left the team, while Josh Berry and Noah Gregson have jumped on board. Here to take us inside the changes and team expectations heading into the season is our Kyle Ricky. While every team in NASCAR has encountered at least some change this offseason, the team that might just have the most new in 2024 is Stuart Haas Racing. With Kevin Harvick and Eric Almarola both retiring from full-time competition, the team has two new drivers and will be in search for a new team leader. The driver that many expect to be the new bar of success for SHR is a driver who has found victory lane in the Cup Series in the past. Mistake for and a day he will never forget. Off four, final time, checkered flag is out. Career win number one for Chase Briscoe across the line. And Briscoe will win the Ruoff Mortgage 500 at Phoenix Raceway. Chase Briscoe is now the longest tenured Cup Series driver at Stewart Haas Racing. The Indiana driver is entering his fourth full-time season as a driver in the series and is looking for a return to form that saw him reach the round of eight in the 2022 playoffs. During the season last year, Briscoe was reunited with a crew chief that led him to nine wins in the 2020 NASCAR Xfinity Series, Richard Boswell. As the duo starts their first full season together in the Cup Series, there is optimism that they can build on the flashes of speed that they showed late in 2023. The other driver returning to the SHR stable in 2024 is Ryan Priest. 
Priest's return to the Cup Series in 2023 was a frustrating one, filled with the highs of leading laps in the Clash and at Martinsville, to go along with the plenty of lows that the entire organization encountered. As the page turns into the new year, Priest says his entire team is ready to prove the doubters wrong. Well, I felt like last year we certainly had some some moments of brightness, right? Uh, it, it just unfortunately wasn't as consistent uh, running in the top 10 or top 5 like we wanted. Certainly it was no secret. We all, Everybody talked about it. We all talked about it, and even within our walls. And, and I think that's the biggest thing is being honest within yourselves to, to try and get us where we want to be you know talking is an easy thing to do but we're we're working every day to to change that narrative of of what people have been talking about and and i know chase myself noah and josh are working every day with our teams and within the walls to to change that so we hear everybody but we're ready to shut them up too one of the biggest decisions that shr had to face during last year was who would replace kevin harvick the team settled on multi-time Xfinity Series winner Josh Berry. Tony Stewart said while it was a big decision, zeroing in on Berry wasn't necessarily that difficult. I feel like young guys right now, they're they're young and it's hard to predict whether they're going to make it or not. Uh, Josh, I, I feel like this was a very logical, I'm going to say for lack of better terms, a safe decision. I mean, it's you're not sitting there questioning what you're going to get. You know you have somebody that's mentally prepared for a challenge like this, but has earned the opportunity for it at the same time. You know, I feel like Rodney's uh, belief in in Josh and what we've been able to do the last uh, year of watching him as well uh, in the Xfinity Series has proven to us why he deserves this opportunity. As Stewart said, Rodney Childers' confidence in Barry was a big factor in bringing the Tennessee native on. That relationship is already beginning to blossom as Barry and Childers have worked together in some late model races during the offseason. First off, it was a lot of fun for us, but it was a good, it was kind of like a great, I guess, almost exercise, I guess, for us to kind of go through and, and race together. And I think what it showed me was like, without a doubt, there is nobody else that I would rather have calling the shots on this on this deal, right? It's just been such a pleasure to work with him, and, and it's just continued to translate, right? Whether it's in our processes and our meetings and, and the simulator and you know, every part to it, right? I mean, he's just done such a great job handling this, and he's excited. The other new face that joins Barry at SHR in 2024 is Noah Gregson. Gregson is taking over for the departed Eric Almarola and is getting a second chance in the Cup Series. Gregson faced a tumultuous year on and off the track in 2023 that saw his tenure with Legacy Motor Club end after just 21 races. Gregson is thankful for a fresh start and says that this might be the best working environment he's ever experienced. I'm happy. I think it is the most important thing is I feel really happy and very confident. And, and I think it's the people that you work around. When you have a good working environment, it takes me back to the Xfinity days of, of having a good group around. The 10 group of guys, they're, they're really together. My heard after the Rose Bowl this year, Coach Harbaugh, he said, uh, they asked him, you know, what were the keys to uh, you guys winning this game? And he said, togetherness. We were, we were more together than the other team. I thought, man, that, that's pretty special because that's what I feel over at Stuart Haas is, is how together this group is on, on the 10 car. And There are certainly a lot of questions surrounding Stuart Haas racing as we enter 2024. 
But Briscoe, Priest, Berry, and Gregson all seem ready to answer the bell and return the team to its former glory. Coming up, we'll discuss the breakout 2023 Cup Series season for Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing and break down what might be in store for the organization in 2024. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. What a year it was for Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing last year. A year that saw Chris Buescher rise to the top of the sport and a return to the playoffs for Brad Keselowski. What's in store for RFK this year? Our Kurt Becker is here to take us through it. It's safe to say that 2023 was a breakout season for Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing. The team entered its second full-time Cup Series season under the RFK moniker, still as a relative unknown in terms of where it stood in the season-long race for a championship, but exited 2023 having proved to be a factor moving forward in the NASCAR Cup Series. The success of RFK was demonstrated by the year-two improvement of Chris Busher and driver-owner Brad Keselowski. Both Busher and Keselowski qualified for the playoff field of 16, with Keselowski advancing to the round of 12 and Busher taking it a step further by concluding his season in the round of eight. Now heading into year three, is it time to expect to place at least one of those teams in the championship four? According to Keselowski, the expectations for RFK align with that timeline. I think a cup team and, and to some extent even a driver is really judged heavily by the second half of its second season and its third season. Um, you know, I, I think that's really the, the maturation point for a race team. The true coming-of-age story at RFK Racing was that of Chris Busher. A holdover from the Roush Fenway days, Busher had always possessed the talent to win races in the Cup Series, but had only shown glimpses in the past. Through those years, Busher had gone through the trials and tribulations of a smaller race team working to contend on Sundays. I've seen uh, some of the, the best days. Uh, I've certainly seen the worst, and... Um, you know, to see this rise over the last several years, uh, but really just the, the trajectory right now and, uh, and where we're heading, what we've been able to accomplish has been huge. Um, you know, on just the personal side of uh, what I've lived through there and, uh, and where I've seen people's uh, mindsets go to and how it can um, you know, beat you up or, uh, or build you up, um, to see it on the good side of that has been truly special through the years to see um, those individuals that uh, that taught me different parts of, uh, of how to work on race cars when I, I was over there in the shop to um, to see them excited and, and pumped up about going back to the racetrack and knowing that we have a chance to win uh, no matter where we're heading that weekend. That's been uh, very rewarding. Half a lap away now from RFK Racing rejoining the ranks of the NASCAR Cup Series winners. Here comes Chris Busher all by himself. Final time out of turn four. Off turn number four. The fans are waving their hats. Checkered flag is in the air. Chris Busher wins the cookout 400 at Richmond Raceway. Busher proved in 2023 that his team had the confidence that it could win each weekend in the Cup Series. Busher began the season with a fourth place finish in the Daytona 500 before seeing mixed results over the next few months. But by late summer, Busher announced himself to the series as a true championship contender, winning back-to-back at Richmond and Michigan before taking the regular season finale at Daytona. Trying to get everything he can, trying to work his way into the playoffs. Eric 
Almirola doing the same thing. He's in the third spot, side by side with his teammate. But up front, it's Chris Buescher. And it is his teammate and Brad Keselowski. Here they come, back to the line. Checkered flag is in the air, and Chris Buescher is going to win tonight at the Daytona International Speedway. Buescher's three wins in the final five races of the Cup Series regular season were a culmination of hard work and the faith that RFK Racing has placed in him through the years. It's something that Busher does not take for granted. I feel like I owe a lot to RFK, to Jack, um, to the people there that have really helped give me opportunities in my career to uh, to be able to do this. And um, and I feel like we're capable of, of winning races and championships together. And, uh, and I wanted to see that through. And um, it's made me very proud to be able to, to win races and, and be in the hunt for championship last year. Um, but realizing that we're not there yet and that we got got work to do and uh, and a taller ceiling. While the breakout season for Busher was likely a surprise to many who follow the Cup Series, the resurgence of Brad Keselowski should not have been a surprise. While Keselowski has had his ups and downs over the past few years, he's still one of the series' best. Last year, in fact, Keselowski was named to NASCAR's list of 75 greatest drivers of all time. But in year one as an owner-driver, Keselowski struggled, failing to qualify for the playoff field. But the bounce back in 2023 occurred amid Busher's breakout campaign, as Brad earned 16 top 10 finishes compared to six the prior season. And there were seven finishes in the top five compared to a lone top five in 2022. So heading into year three, where do things stand for Keselowski? Oh, we, we, we're... We're, we're ripe for a good year. Uh, we've done a lot of work over this offseason. We've brought in some really good, talented people, matured a lot as a team. we got the new Ford race car. We're in a good spot for this year, and uh, our expectations are very high. So just how high can RFK Racing go in 2024? According to Busher, he believes that after a strong 2023 campaign, the floor has been established, and the team can only go up from here. I just want 23 to be our floor. You know, how do we make three wins our, uh, our our floor? How do we make sure that it's better than that? How do we get a run into the playoffs? How do we acquire you know, some more stage points along the way without points racing necessarily? Um, I don't want to give anything up to be able to do that, but how do we qualify better, uh, be able to acquire more of those points earlier in races? Um, how do we win races earlier in the season? Uh, I think that one's top of my, my mind is, how do we uh, start winning earlier to the point where you know puts you in a position that you're able to take some more risk, um, you know through that that summer stretch? Um, how do we make that happen? Uh, I think that can really open up opportunities for us and uh, and make us be able to do even bigger things than we were able to last season. Thank you, Kurt. Coming up, we'll ask drivers where they'd like to see the clash in the future. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Sunday, the NASCAR world will once again descend upon the historic Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum for the third installment of The Clash at the Coliseum. Race and events throughout the past two years have been a resounding success, but is it time for NASCAR to change things up with The Clash? Caught up with several drivers to get their opinions on what they'd like to see done with The Clash moving forward. Our Jason Toy is here to guide us through. This weekend, the NASCAR Cup Series will return to the L.A. Coliseum for the Bush Light Clash. Since the sport moved the exhibition from Daytona International Speedway to L.A., there has been conversations about what the future of the event may look like. 
With this being the third and final year on the contract, drivers have weighed in on how they think it's gone and what they would like to see. When NASCAR moved the event to Southern California, the race itself was designed to be unique during its inception. It's the only football stadium that the sport competes at with a man-made track being constructed inside, making it a spectacle for not just the fans, the drivers as well. One of the coolest moments is when you drive it in, because you're in the tunnel, and the engines are all rolling, you know, rumbling in there, and it's, it's like Monster Jam, right? Like you're pulling into the arena and you see all the people, and you're like, oh, here we go. <laughs> you know, like, what's going to happen? It's just a different feeling than every other race we go to, right? No other race you drive into the racetrack like that, and they close the gates, and it's like, all right, boys, like, <laughs> going to get physical. This <laughs> is what you know, right? And you're in there on your own. Like, there's no pit crew. There's no, like, I mean, there's a couple guys down there, but there's it's not like a normal race. So it just, it's a very unique setting. Joey Logano isn't the only driver that is enamored with the uniqueness of the event. Michael McDowell thinks NASCAR should always be pushing the needle when trying new and innovative ideas regarding the Bush-like clash. I went into the, the first LA race very skeptical of like, oh, what are we doing? There's just no way. And it was a really great event and good racing. And I was like, well, that, that opened up my mind of like, yeah, we should do more stuff. We should try new things. And then dirt racing, right? Like that was one of those other things. I'm not a dirt racer, but I could see the value and and, and we have a lot of fans that are dirt racers. We have a lot of drivers that came from dirt. There's a lot of crossover. So I think doing new, unique ideas is good. Chicago Street Course, I'll throw that in there. That's something unique that our sport doesn't typically do. Um, so what's next? I don't, I don't really know what the next thing could be. Um, I think probably the next thing would be in a big international race um, where we can we can put on a good show in a country that we haven't been to before in front of fans that we haven't been in front of before. Um, but I've enjoyed the Coliseum and I'm looking forward to it here coming up. NASCAR has publicly discussed the potential to go international at some point and McDowell's idea to place a race outside of the U.S. borders isn't far-fetched. Brad Keselowski sides with McDowell's thought process of innovation and has a nuanced perspective of the event. You know, you're looking at the clash and thinking of the intent of the race as kind of this you know, appetizer before the Daytona 500. I think it opens up a lot of opportunities for it to be a very creative race. You know, whether it's an all-star type race or uh, a skills challenge type race, uh, or just a, a race that goes on a venue that uh, you know you might not normally see in NASCAR. I just like the concept of the race being something different than what you'd see the rest of the year, but also still serving in this this lane of appetizer for the rest of the season. And so I, I specifically don't see one solution being significantly better than another. I, I like variability to it. I like the fact that it could be something different every year. And, and so I think that's a good thing. Some are decisive in their thoughts on the matter, but Kyle Busch is a part of the contingent that is waiting to see how this year's event goes before making up his mind on the future of the event. I can go either way. I mean, I think the L.A. Coliseum's been fun. I think it's been a, a neat experience for the fans and being in, in L.A. It's a long ways to go, I know, for the teams and travel and budget perspective, but I feel that the first year especially was really well worth it. I feel like year two was still well worth it. I could see that if this year doesn't stay, you know, in between year one, 
one and two that it'll move to a different venue, which is fine also, like no different than the championship race, right? Like if it's the season opener and the precursor to the year, like, you know, is there an indoor dome or somewhere that's somewhere cold that we can go to and and put on a race? You know, I I think that would be all right. The idea of placing the event in a different football stadium was a popular opinion among the Cup Series contingent. Ryan Priest believes that if it's going to be in a football stadium, one specific facility down south came to mind man if there was one way to do it later obviously not i mean the clash is in february so you can't say you'd move it somewhere but the northeast would be awesome i don't think that's going to happen because of the weather so if it had to be outside of the northeast maybe maybe dallas i think dallas would be pretty cool if priest had the option though he'd go back to his roots and keep the clash at a short track but with a grassroots racing theme in mind i think it should be at new smyrna i think new smyrna because that would i mean highlight one of the best short tracks in in florida right i actually i feel like it's the well we'll just say one of the best short tracks in florida and you know i also think it would we all talk about trying to do all we can for short track racing and i feel like that would be a huge move for nascar not only to spotlight new smyrna but it's it's that sister track that you know a lot of your rising stars come from so you know and as as race car drivers those style racetracks is what we came from so I think it would be cool. The Clash at the Coliseum is currently the only NASCAR event in California. As Auto Club Speedway's future is uncertain, a native of the Golden State, Kyle Larson believes NASCAR should be hesitant to leave the market. I hope we can figure out something to, to keep us you know, in Southern California or keep a race on the schedule there year in and year out because, you know, I'm biased because I'm from California, but I'm not from Southern California. You know, Northern California versus Southern California feels like different states, but... The California fan is is and fan base is really big. You know, I mean, you see it that that grandstand at Fontana is huge, and you know, it was always close to full. So, you know, NASCAR doesn't get to come out to you know the West Coast that often. So, you know, when we do have a race, the fan base is there, and yeah, we can't lose that. Not all drivers share Larson's opinion, though. Some are traditionalists, like Eric Jones, who believes the event should be back in Daytona, where we start the season with the Daytona 500. I think the Coliseum is is has been fun and and it's probably served its purpose in some ways for me man i i miss speed weeks to be honest i loved being in daytona for those couple of weeks it was kind of like a um a mini vacation almost you know you went down and and you did the uh, the clash beforehand and everything and then you got a couple of days off you go hit the beach and hang out and uh spend spend a little bit of free time before getting back after it you know in the duels and everything else so i would love it to be at Daytona again. I know it was chaos and there was a lot of things that ended up making it move, but uh, I, I had fun when we had the entire couple speed weeks. Speed weeks was a long tradition in NASCAR, but the event being scheduled in Los Angeles condensed our time on the beaches of Daytona to just one week. Regardless of how each driver feels on the matter, the current format of the Bush Light Clash has opened a whole new door regarding the future of the event. As the year goes on and this weekend's action in Los Angeles plays out, what's next for NASCAR's season beginning exhibition will continue to be a constant conversation. Thank you, Jason. Coming up, we'll preview the season ahead for Front Row Motorsports and Rick Ware Racing. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Two more teams that will be racing in Fords on the NASCAR Cup Series season in 2024 are Front Row Motorsports and Rick Ware Racing. MRN's Tim Cattle Famo joins us now to preview what to look forward to from each team. 
Two of the smaller racing teams in the NASCAR Cup Series will be looking to make headlines throughout the upcoming 2024 season. Both Front Row Motorsports and Rick Ware Racing boast talented drivers that are certainly capable of changing the complexion of the championship hunt this year. Michael McDowell is back as the elder statesman at Front Row Motorsports. A year ago, McDowell was preparing for life in 2023 with a litany of changes made to the number 34 team. This year, the team is back on solid footing and preparing for another run at the playoff field of 16. While seen as a small team, thanks to McDowell, Front Row Motorsports has been able to shed the label as an underdog. During the past three seasons, McDowell has collected a Daytona 500 championship and more recently, a win at Indianapolis. Does McDowell see a change in how the team is perceived in the garage each weekend? I do, I do, and I think that it's, um, it's a compliment and it's nice and it's fun to be a part of that. And... Um, and it also changes. It changes how you approach the weekend. And it, for me, mentally, it does. You know, when you, in order to win and do it consistently, you have to have that, that drive and that motivation and that mentality. And when you're just barely hanging on, it's different than when you're preparing to win consistently. Does that make sense? Yep. Um, now you can't fake it, right? Like if you if you don't have the resources and you don't have the team and you don't have the cars to do it, you just it is what it is. But we're getting close to being in a position where we can legitimately contend at all the racetracks, not just a handful of them. And so the mindset changes to how do we find that extra little bit and how do we work on execution and how do we work on just smaller details that are going to help us get um, you know, those last few spots that we need. McDowell will once again be joined by Todd Gilliland as he is back full-time in the number 38 Ford. For Gilliland, it's all about finding consistency on the track in 2024. In the Cup Series, I think there's a lot of capable teams, you know, 99% capable drivers, 100 at, at times, and it um, it's super tough that you know you even see the best teams nowadays in the next gen era have bad weeks and the consistency isn't quite exactly the same as it was before right we would see guys just dominate full seasons where now it seems like it's a lot more week to week and um so it's it's a hard thing that we're chasing and, and against this competition it's really hard to be consistent but um yeah for us like you said even we're not looking to go, you know, necessarily run top five every week or top ten every week. It's just about not hitting our, our rock bottom as much of, you know, qualifying in the mid thirties uh, and just, you know, getting more consistent of, uh, you know, at least fulfilling our potential for that that race that said weekend. The big news at Rick Ware Racing was the announcement that Justin Haley would be leaving college racing to run full-time at RWR. The move caught many in the NASCAR world by surprise, but for Haley, it was the right move for him in the now and in the future, as he continues to transition to life at a new race team. Uh, it's good. I mean, it's uh, it's been fairly easy. Everyone's been um, awesome to work with. You know, I feel like they have a really good um, set of crew that work in the shop and road crew. And, um, you know, I think the biggest thing for me is they're excited for me to drive their race car. And everyone there is, has been very warm and welcoming and, and really wants us to do good. So uh, a good change of pace to, to kind of go in there and have a lot of say in my future. Um, you know, I think that's what's been big and what was so attractive about Rick and his operation is that I can go in there and, and 
make a lot of the big decisions myself um, and, you know, kind of help steer the path of, of where they want to be. So, um, yeah, the whole transition has been so refreshing and, and so nice, and it's nice to have a say in um, crew chiefs and, and things like that. We've already highlighted many great Daytona 500 finishes over the last few weeks. Today, we go back to 2021 and relive Michael McDowell's thrilling win in the Great American Race. Keslowski out of line, brings McDowell with him. Harvick in the outside lane, shuffled back to fourth as Logano leads. White flag flies at the start-finish line, one to go. 2.5 miles in the Daytona 500. Brad Keslowski, man on the move. He rides right behind his teammate, Joey Logano. Showtime at Daytona now. All the marbles on the table. It's Logano. Keselowski, McDowell, down on the inside lane. Kevin Harvick trying to organize a run. Here comes Dylan diving to the bottom of the racetrack. Austin Dillon dies to the bottom of the racetrack. Here's Keselowski trying to make the move on Logano. Logano throws the block. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Boot team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame, up into the outside wall. He'll take Kyle Busch with him. Everybody now racing off the corner in a horrific crash on the final lap of the Daytona 500. You'll hear the full story of that race as a part of our Legends of the Great American Race special airing Monday, February 12th. Folks, that's all the time we have for you for this week. I'd like to thank Chase Briscoe for joining us. I'm Mike Bagley. For the rest of the MRN crew, we thank you for joining us as well. Can't wait to get to Los Angeles this weekend for the Bush Light Clash and of course, the Daytona 500 coming up two weeks from Sunday. Until then, so long everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and was brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Today's broadcast was produced by Trey Downing, Pat Jaggers, and Julian Council. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all of the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts and descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.